There are two different versions of the third Mishnah in the first chapter of Pirkei Avot, and they have very different meanings. The standard text reads, Antigonus ish Soho kibel mishimon hatzadik. So Antigonus, the man of Soho, received the misorah from uh, the tradition from Shimon HaTzadik, who Haya Omer, he used to say, Al Do not be like servants who serve their master on condition of receiving reward. Okay, now here's where there is a textual difference. Rather, according to the standard text, be like servants who serve their master not on condition of receiving a reward. And the uh, awe of heaven should be upon you. So that's the standard version. And according to this version, Antigonus of Soho is telling us that we should not serve Hashem contingent on receiving a reward, but we should serve Hashem regardless of whether we receive a reward or not. And a simple explanation of this would seem to be we shouldn't be motivated by the reward. The idea is about motivation, and we should be willing to serve Hashem regardless of whether we receive a reward. Okay, so that shouldn't be our primary motivation. The Ksavyad Kaufmans, so that's generally considered to be the most authoritative version of the Mishnah, that final clause reads a little differently, and it says, Ela hayuch avadim hamishamashim etarav amanat pras, which means we should be like servants who serve their master on condition of not receiving a reward. So, according to this version, Antigonus Ishsocho is telling us that we should serve Hashem on condition that we don't receive any reward at all. This is actually the text of the Rambam in Rabbeinu Yonah, who says this is the proper text he had both in front of him uh, and among other Rishonim. But this version has some, uh, some issues and is certainly difficult to understand. I mean, don't we expect to derive some benefit from our observance of mitzvot? It isn't reward and punishment one of the uh, foundational ideas of Torah. It's one of the Rambam's Yud Gimel Ikarim. It's number uh, 11. It's uh, one of his 13 fundamental principles. And we discuss the rewards for Torah in the second paragraph of the Shema that you recite twice a day. So what exactly are we to take away from the statement of Antigonish Isha Socha? So the Rambam, in his commentary on Pirkei Avot, helps us clarify our terms and, I think, the concepts uh, in this Mishnah as well. So he explains, he says, Paras So a paras is what we call a reward that one provides to another without an obligation. Ella, rather, So rather, one does this out of kindness, and maybe hatava is probably best translated as goodwill. So this is like if one says to his servant or a young child or his wife, if you do such and such, I'll give you a few coins, some discreet reward. And this is the difference between a paras or a prize and a schar or a compensation. For compensation is an obligation. Uh, 
So this, uh, I guess, Hasid, this pious one, is saying that you should not serve Hashem on condition that he does some particular good for you and rewards you based on kindness, that you should hope for a particular reward and serve him because of it. Rather, you should serve him like servants that are not hoping for some kindness or particular benefit. In other words, that we should serve Hashem out of love, as we've explained in the 10th chapter of Sanhedrin. So, and with this idea, we should not exempt ourselves from ah. As he said, and with serving out of love, don't abandon awe completely. And now he's going to go back in the final clause of the Mishnah, and the awe of heaven should be upon you. So, the Torah has been explicit about the commandment of awe, as it said, and you shall be in awe of Hashem. And our sages said, serve out of love and serve out of awe. So, it's, again, those two are not mutually exclusive. And also said, one who loves will not leave behind an opportunity to do a mitzvah, and one who is uh, in awe will not violate a prohibition. For through awe, one appreciates the weight of the negative commandments, and together, with love, one appreciates even those mitzvot that we don't fully comprehend. That uh, term, a mitzvot shimiot, uh, Kafach explains it's talking about chukim or other mitzvot that we don't automatically understand their reasoning. So the Rambam makes an important clarification about the term pras, uh, which we commonly translate as reward, but he's distinguishing it from the concept of compensation. The term pras is probably best translated as a prize. This is different than something that a person earns that would fall under the term schar or compensation. A prize is an extraneous reward, not based on any natural obligation. The idea seems to be that we're supposed to relate to our service of Hashem as having intrinsic value. It's not based on some extrinsic prize. And in the analogy given by Antigonus Ishsocho, a true employee or servant has an appreciation for the objectives of the master. That's not to say that we don't receive a benefit or reward as a result of our service. The Sforno draws our attention to the following Pesukim and Devarim, and this, this famous uh, set says, Yisrael, ma and now, Israel, what does Hashem, your God, ask of you? But only to fear God, to follow in all His ways, and to love Him, and to serve Hashem, your God, with all your heart and with all your soul, to guard the mitzvot of Hashem and His rules that I command you today for your benefit. Latovlach. So we should recognize that Torah benefits us. If we need an external prize to engage in Torah, it means that we don't fully appreciate the inherent value of the Torah system, and its observance. This explains Antigonus Ishsocho's statement, 
the way we have it in the Ksaviyad Kaufman and the Rambam, on condition of not receiving a prize. We should not be interested in some extraneous prize, but rather we should serve Hashem based on the intrinsic value we have for the service. The final clause in the Mishnah is, and may the awe of heaven be upon you. As the Ramadan explains, our sense of awe reminds us to avoid the harms outlined in the Torah and codified in the Torah's prohibitions. Our sense of love attracts us to the beauty of Torah and the divine wisdom implanted in the positive commandments. Awe and love of God complement each other in this system.